We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can I do an art critic review of dick pics? <laughs> well, that's what I was just about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> it's about the backlighting and like <laughs> the glow of the of the dick, but the shadows and the highlights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw that bitch in. Um, I want to analyze the composition. Does it meet the rule of thirds of like <laughs> your dick in the middle, but maybe your face is in the back upper third, <laughs> or maybe it's your face is in the the frontal top two thirds and then your dick is in the bottom. It's kind of like a diagonal of of face abs dick. Welcome to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. It took us so long to do that intro. Yeah. I started to panic. I always get sweaty. Yeah, I'm me like, too. Even though we've already been recording for a little while It is now. the easiest part of the podcast and always the hardest for us to do. I don't know what that is. It's because we're like, we have to transition into talking about things. What's my name? What do you think of guys who won't kiss you after you've gone down on them? Um, that's a good question. I've actually never run into that. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have. No. No, guys have kissed me after they've come in my mouth. <laughs> I'm already going to tell my parents not to listen to this episode. <laughs> I've already decided. <laughs> but yeah, then I'm like, yeah, sure. But then I think about it and like I kiss them after they go down on me. So oh, yeah. like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's fucking I, go. I am annoyed by guys who are like, oh, well, you got like brush your teeth. Well, you go wash your dick so I don't have to brush my teeth every yeah, time I blow you. Uh, did you wash your dick? It should be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. What's up with your dick that it's acceptable for it to be in my mouth, but not yours. <laughs> That's unfair. This is part of your body. Inequality. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of your body. Uh, frankly, I find this behavior homophobic. <laughs> Fellas, is it gay to suck your own dick? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I can't believe nobody's ever... How often does that happen to you? Or did that happen to you? Um, it happened to me 
in college. Ah, uh, I guess that tracks. And that's about it. So um, when I was recording by myself while you were out of town, someone sent me a question that I saved for when we could record together. Fun. And um, it wasn't, like, really relevant to, um, like, a specific topic. Like, it wasn't, a like, part of the Consent is My King series or anything. Right. Because um, I felt like it would just be such a good question for you to answer because I felt like you would have a better answer than me. Oh, God. Or we could have a better discourse about it. Okay. What's the difference between getting over the honeymoon phase and love bombing? Ooh. And then additionally, he also asked, also tips for getting over someone who has love bombed you. Holy shit. Yeah, so the difference between honeymoon phase and love bombing. Those are both really good questions. Mm -hmm. I think that love bombing is more intense. Like, I think that because I'm watching the guy that we talked about on last week's episode, or now two weeks ago, on the second part of Consent is My Kink, love bomb his new girlfriend, and she is very publicly showing how their love story is unfolding, and it feels love bomby on his end and not on hers. I think a huge difference between the honeymoon phase and love bombing is like a honeymoon phase is very natural. Mm-hmm. Like you're not intentionally doing it. You're not intentionally trying to get them to become obsessed with you. And yeah. I, I, I do think love bombing is less. It's not very self-aware. Totally. Um, but it does come from like a very narcissistic and manipulative place. Yeah. So the way love bombing works is they're going to like bombard you with all of this attention that um and like admiration and then they slowly take it away Mm -hmm. and they take it away more and more it's not like it just suddenly stops yeah it's like they take it this is more likely in a relationship they'll slowly take it away more and more and then they'll give you a little bit back and then it just kind of keeps you strung along yeah like oh well they gave me a little bit back so I can I can get back all of the love that they gave me before and then you keep trying but um I think the difference between a honeymoon phase coming to an end is you're just entering the next phase of your relationship where everything's a little more stable and you feel more comfortable confronting each other about stuff yeah and maybe like after becoming more comfortable in a relationship with someone I think yeah no I completely I completely agree with you I think um, I was coming at it from the the direction of like from the outside recognizing the difference. Yeah. From the inside, I think it's like definitely very easy to point out the difference. Like the honeymoon phase is exciting and genuine, and love bombing is very desperate. It's like a desperate attempt to hook somebody in, mm-hmm. and not in like an insecure way. Like in a I'm going I'm going to keep this person cemented in place. Um, in a manipulative sense. Like, if if this question is coming from a place of concern of, am I love bombing someone? You'll know. Like, you, like if you're just excited about somebody, that's the honeymoon phase. If- I, yeah, and a love bombing thing, I would say it comes da- from more of a place of insecurity. Oh, yeah, and control. Just the need for control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then from the outside, like, how the fuck are you supposed to really tell without knowing the person's character? And I don't think that there really is a way. And that's why narcissism is so scary because, like, you don't, they're so good. You don't know what someone's relationship is like inside. Yeah. 
And then, like, getting over being love-bombed, I... Time. man. Like, I... My ex... It was kind of a different story and I'm not still not 100% sure that I was being love bombed by him but but it I'm almost certain that I was and that was just a lot of time to get over it um time healed that this most recent situation like I said I'm so damaged I like didn't allow myself to get involved with this guy that we talked about on the second episode of consent is my king also like you don't really have all your eggs in that one basket you know you're not right you're not doing that you haven't been looking to do that no definitely not but it sucks because I could have I was going through the texts Mm -hmm. yesterday um to see what else I could air out (laughs) um and (laughs) because I'm still feeling messy I think if I was in a different headspace, if I wasn't, if I was looking for a relationship right now, I would have so easily fallen into that trap Um, because he was so like, he like sent me a voice note of him telling his mom that I'm his wife, like saying my name. He said my name to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. And like stuff like that is so strange because I feel like he is enough of like a sociopath that he would hire someone to pretend to be his mom. Oh, for (laughs) sure. For sure. And like, but he was doing shit like that. That's like, that is so intense for somebody that you have never met. And I think that that's what makes it clear that somebody's love bombing is when it's like, disproportionate to the situation. Mm -hmm. He was doing that. That's when it's very obvious. It's to 15 now. It's been up, it was 11 when we recorded the episode. It's 15 now, 15 women. Oh, man. I know. So anyway, to get over somebody that's been love bombing you, I think the only piece of advice outside of just time is recognizing that it has nothing to do with you. Like that pain that you're feeling of trying to get over somebody that love bombed you is so independent of who you are as a person and understanding that it's it's something about them that made them hurt you like that it's the only way to separate yourself from the situation and Mm -hmm. allow yourself to heal from it without thinking that you were lesser than because they dipped like that love that you were getting from them probably feels a little invalid because of like it being a love bombing but it doesn't say anything about you it says everything about them yeah it says that they're a crazy person yeah (laughs) this is gonna be very counterproductive for me to say but find some peace in your anger Mm. like when I know that this is what's easiest for me if I've been hurt um by someone it's easier to kind of make that person the villain Mm -hmm. and honestly sometimes they are the fucking villain yeah especially if it's a circumstance where they love bombed you they were very reckless with your feelings and that sucks um so to continue to like think about different things that they did that pisses you off and relish in living well. And like, you can like, (laughs) I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How like I, a lot of my, like the things I feel happy and successful about started from a place of like doing it out of like, in spite of like, in spite of my old job, in spite of my ex, like, yes. (laughs) in spite of people who don't like me because the best revenge is living well. Yeah, it really is. I dated a guy who would say that all the time. He'd be like, well, the best revenge is living well. Is the last guy I dated who was 
so non-problematic yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like advice. holy fuck that's so true the best revenge is living well mm-hmm. because and then it gets to a point where you've been working on yourself for so long that that anger has dissipated yeah and you're no longer doing it out of spite you're just doing it for yourself mm-hmm. and then suddenly you'll look around and be on a velvet green couch <laughs> Recording, a, recording podcast. a podcast with someone who became your best friend. Like, I love it. Yes. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, doing something out of spite can be, like, petty and fun, and mm-hmm. it's a good distraction, but also, like, give yourself some space for your mental health. Yep. Like, it wasn't all, like, easy breezy, I'm going to be mad and do all of this stuff, like, Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Like, yeah, <laughs> I cried a lot. I was sad a lot. Yeah. And I had to work through a lot of feelings, but like when you're not shying away from the hard work, you let it fuel you. 100% snaps. I like, I realized through my breakup that like what's so frustrating about sadness and being hurt is feeling like I'm not coming out on top, which is a huge thing with like the best revenge is living well. It's like when you can take your broken heart and turn it into art, as everyone says, like it makes it feel like it's not for nothing. I feel like I'm living well for the first time in a very long time. Like I feel like I'm not alive, I'm living, which again, I'm just like throwing a bunch of like fucking cliches into this brand. <laughs> but it's true. Like I, I don't, I think that those being, kinds of cliches don't click until they actually finally yes. click in your head. Yeah, right. And it's repetition. You have to train your brain to think differently. Yes. So if it if that means starting with something petty, mm-hmm. and it's also, part of it is also sitting in the bad feelings. So when you yes. are angry and you're alone, just sitting there and being like, okay, well, what's underneath this anger? Mm-hmm. And then you continue to peel things back. Yeah. All the way to your childhood, all the way to their childhood. Yeah. It helps you find empathy. It really does. Even if they don't deserve it. A lot of the things that I'm grateful for and proud of with myself, like my empathy, like the podcast, like everything that I'm doing right now that I'm proud of is the result of something fucking sucking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I, so true. It's, and that's a really cool thing. And I said this on Twitter not uh, just a few days ago. Like, I am almost like excited now when painful things happen like whenever a door closes for me I said this on a past episode too whenever a door closes for me I'm like all right fuck yeah because I know that it's I'm about to do something cool with that and that was like a habit that I had to form like when when bad things happen now I feel almost kind of like I feel like kind of like a like a Jack Nicholson crazy character I'm like oh great like I love pain because I do like I (laughs) I've, I've found a way to turn it into something good and and I feel like nothing can touch me in that sense. I'm sure I'm going to be hurt a lot in the future, but knowing that I don't have to be afraid of bad things happening now is very freeing. Mm -hmm. And And it it definitely comes from practicing. Yes. Oh my God. 2020 outside of like the very obvious worldwide issues was the most painful life I could have lived period personally for way too long. And so much beautiful shit came out of it. And I am very grateful for that. I wouldn't change anything it really that happened did. in 2020. I feel like I'm like, this is like an MLM right now. I'm like, listen to me, go get your heart broken and then invite three <laughs> friends. <laughs> Sign up, you get 10% off. Hashtag girl bosses. <laughs> you want to work from Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, but really like, I just, 
Anytime anyone <laughs> gets MLM for heartbreak. <laughs> That's gonna be the title of this episode. MLM for heartbreak. <laughs> we might be onto something here, honestly. Heartbreak multi-level marketing. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag work from Wi-Fi. Hashtag boy mom. <laughs> Technically, I am a boy mom. That's true. You are. Look, you're already on the way. Anyway, don't be afraid to hurt because it's going to lead to some cool shit for you. That's my bottom line. Oh, I do have a question for you. Ooh, tell I me. probably should have prepped you before so you can also cut this out. We can talk uh, about it next week because oh, it's okay. like a thinker. I did a TikTok um, stitch thing for this. Um, what do you think is the cringiest thing that somebody said to you in bed? The cringiest thing someone said to me in bed. I can't think of any words as much as just like their, yeah. Oh God. Like the action. Like, you know how many, many episodes ago, back in our youth, (laughs) when we called it a focus phase, (laughs) like when their focus phase just makes you like drier than the Sahara. Oh my God, the slap that. God, I know that sounds like so rude, but when they have like their tongue sticking out. Oh no. Like, <gasps> oh no. I've seen that a few times. <laughs> I've seen that a couple times. Lord help us all. <gasps> I've never had anyone stick their tongue out. No. Uh-huh. <gasps> Lord almighty. The focus face that I get a lot is. <laughs> oh my God. Slack yeah. jaw. I have seen that too. Why? What is that? Like why? What? It doesn't, you have to work hard to yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm sure my face looks stupid too, but. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, I think like, or I think, like, when I think of the cringiest thing, I think of Schumann just being like, painfully like into it when I was clearly not. Uh-huh. And then you're just like, kind of embarrassed. I feel like a vessel. You're, like, yeah, and their face looks stupid. <laughs> they're like. They look like a baby trying to, like, eat a Cheerio. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Just like a baby being spoon-fed with, like, their tongue out. And they're like... Oh, it's so awful. Fuck, it's been so long since I've... Let's call it the Gerber face. The Gerber face. You're so right. Oh my god, I, yeah. hate, I hate it. Also, just like and then, anything and that then that you man close does. your eyes and you're just like, can I use my vibrator now? Yeah, God, I'm just imagining being like, I'm else. going to pretend my future husband's fucking me. <laughs> oh my God, wow, what a thought to have when you're with your boyfriend. No, it was more just like replaying pornos I've liked. I have done that as my well. My eyes closed. That's a really shitty feeling to be like. All right, what is going to get me off right now? Because it's not this. <laughs> Thinking this not about. The thing. An orgy where you're not there. <laughs> Just like putting yourself in an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Wow, what a sad tale. Having public sex with anyone else. Yeah. Well, fuck. I mean, he was not, you know... I mean, you know how I feel about him. We don't need to recount. <laughs> do you like movies? Of course you do. Do you love movies? Well, so do we. How's it? I'm Alex McCauley, host of Excuse the Intermission, a discussion show surrounding movies. Join me and my co-hosts Max Fosberg and Grant Colombini each week as we conversate about films from the past, the present, and the future through fun and engaging podcast formats like movie drafts, Hall of Fame lists, tournament brackets, and film reviews. So whether it's the newest blockbuster or a resurgent black and white cult favorite, 
You can count on us to keep you in the know on all things movie related. Excuse the intermission is a part of the Chatter Network. Oh, I do. This might be a good transition. Uh huh. I have a new bay. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting, guys. I've been waiting to hear about this for so. I long. keep texting Liz like I have so much to tell you, but I have to wait until we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't even know where to begin with this. It's not really a long story. There's not a lot, but it's like a lot. You know what I mean? So I'll just dive in. Um, it's not a lot in, in quantity, a lot in quality. One of my videos got served on his For You page and he commented on it and we had like a little interaction in the comments and um, it led to him following me and I slid into his DMs and there was something about this man that turned me all the way on. Like, I don't know what it is. He's very, he's attractive. He's a good looking chap, but like just talking to him, I was like a sliding off my seat. Young fellow. <laughs> good looking. Yeah. Qu- quite a fox. <laughs> old sport. I was about to say old sport. <laughs> In the spirit of Gatsby. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I texted Liz and I was like, girl, I sent, well, I sent you the voice note about it. Cause I was like freaking out. Mm-hmm. I was so flustered. There's something so hot about him. And he's Folks, so, I have my reservations. I know she does. I she has good reason to. I don't trust, uh, these online boys. I know. And I typically don't either. And even with the guy that we talked about on consent is my kink, like I was apprehensive just for what I'm looking back on now is probably my gut telling me that something was wrong. I think my, I'm apprehensive about this kid because I have no reason to believe that I won't get hurt just, you know, based on history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm feeling very protected. But he is so good at reading people. Like he knows what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling at any given time. It's bizarre. Like we've been FaceTime. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I was so, going to ask if you guys have like FaceTime. We FaceTime like every night. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And it's always, like, three hours fly by, and we're both like, oh, fuck. Like, he's... I don't know, Liz. I'm like I'm like a smitten kitten, and it no, sucks. I think Amelia needs to be with like a quiet little librarian man. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you need to be with like someone who's not doing the same thing as you. So we actually talked about that because he was saying that he never ever talks to other creators. He's like, it's just I don't trust him. Difficult. I know you're listening. I don't trust you. <laughs> You need to send she me has good a resume reason. or something. Yeah, you got to get through Liz. <laughs> she, she's my she's the bodyguard to this club. <laughs> she's the bouncer. Um, but he is so, he's just so sweet. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's He just does like little cute shit that I like. Like he streams. And um, he sent me a screenshot today. He texted me while he was streaming. And he was like, um... I always check to see if you're there. And like he sent me a screenshot of my name. I was like, oh my God, I'm here. Hi. He's just like, it's cute little stuff like that. He'll just FaceTime me like in the middle of the work day and I'll be on a call and I'll text him. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted your attention. And like, it's just like stuff that I do, you know, (laughs) but I'm apprehensive. I'm, I mean, I'm always apprehensive. And that's the thing is like, is this my gut or is it just past experience? And I don't know yet. So I'm not getting too ahead of myself, but anyway, so this is the juicy stuff. As our psychiatrist would say, your gut instinct is calm. Mm. So was it like alarm bells when the last guy 
When Mr. Crazy Pants. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good name for him. That's what his name is now. Monsieur Crazy Pants. Marcel. <laughs> uh, when Mr. Crazy Pants, like, when you had a gut instinct, was it pretty chill? Were you like, mm, something in me is telling me that this isn't going to go anywhere? I feel like, yes. Like, when he was like, I'm going to fly you out to come see me. My, was, no. was your gut like, that's not happening? Yeah. My gut was like, I'm going to get moited. But, like, that's also my anxiety. But then I look back on it and I was like, I think that I knew that it was never going to come to fruition. Like, I just knew. Um, and I was right. But this feels almost different. And, like, I feel like when I speak this shit into existence is, like, when I really start to get, like, crazy about it. Like, obsessive about it. So I'm, like trying to not get ahead of myself, but he has unlocked this, like, sexual side of me. That's that so fun. It's so fun. Like, that. so I'm, like, I'm a little nervous about, like, talking, like, giving too much identifying information away just for his privacy, but he streams every day. And I was in one of the streams, and he texted me something dirty during the stream, you know this much, and we just sexted while he was, like, live streaming, and I was telling him how hot it was to me that he was, like, texting me while everyone was watching it is really hot it's so hot and he was like i was about to get offline a half hour ago but i knew that you were into this so i'm i'm online to keep you here that's so fun and then i was like you know it'd be hot for me as if you went and took care of that too and knowing that i was responsible for it and he signed right off <laughs> and um i sent like some of my first like racy pictures to a man <gasps> it was very liberating the Can pictures you, that I took. Yeah, give us some details. Yeah. If you're willing. I am. I am. Are they like full nudes? No, I still have never sent a full nude. I don't know if I'm ever going to. Um, which it's is I, pretty fun. I know. I, I actually, now that I've sent this like almost nude, I'm feeling like I could do it. But it was, um, I took some thirst traps in like a lacy white thing like months ago. But I like X'd out the nips and I sent him like no X's on the nips and... It was just like... Hashtag free the nipple. Free the nipple! I sent him a bunch of those. And then I posted some thirst traps a couple of days later, and he was like, I want some just for me. So I took some, like, thirst traps just for him, which was fun. That is fun. And then, so... um, I like that, when they're like, do you have more? Yeah, I know. And then they're not even like... I like when they're like, I want pictures that no one else has seen, but they don't have to be nudes. They can just be like cute, flirty pictures. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Like I said, like, oh, I just took some thirst traps for you. It's like a thirst trap could just be your face, honestly. I was like, oh. And then then they send you a little (laughs) drool emoji. Yes. And then they're like, fuck, you're so hot. And you're like... I know. Thanks for also knowing. (laughs) Um, So today... This brings us to today. Um... He he's very um a lot of his brand is educating other men on consent. So he's really, really careful of how he talks to me. Like whenever he asks me for anything, he's like, if it's okay with you, or like, I'm gonna think about you when I jack off, like if that's okay. I'm like, I love that shit. I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want in your it's, brain. <laughs> I love when it's like sexy and also like Asking for consent. Yes. Yeah. It's, ugh, God. It's. Consent's my king. And that, <laughs> it's, it's poetic. Yeah. It's so beautiful when they are, like, saying something, like, hot mm-hmm. and, like, asking for your permission. Yep. Yeah. And when, and that, 
I also think that that is easier for the receiver to decide where they're at on like the scale of like emotional safety. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's where you get the opportunity for enthusiastic consent. And that's what everyone wants. There's a huge difference between consent and enthusiastic consent. Absolutely. Because like consent can be like, yeah, I'm consenting to this because you have not stopped like bombarding me and I then I can't figure out how to get out of this situation. So yeah. I'm just going to quietly give you what you want until I can safely get away. Yes. Yeah. That that is very different than being like fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the perfect segue to today because he asked for something from me and like was like if you ever feel comfortable doing that and then just left it at that. He wasn't like I'm just going to like bring this up. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like kind of like pushing at me to do it. Mm -hmm. And it made me want to do it. I was like, fuck yeah, this is my fucking choice. So I'm like feeling itchy talking about this, but I'm actually pretty excited about it. So your cheeks are getting a little flush. Are they? So cute. (laughs) I I like this guy. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know. We'll see if I ever meet him. Um, But he asked me, so we were FaceTiming last night and he was just like being sexy and I he asked me if I can just go to sleep horny or if I have to like masturbate before going to bed and I said I can't go to sleep horny and he was like I really want to hear it sometime no pressure (gasps) and I was like interesting proposition and I thought about it for like a half hour and then I was like you know what I'm gonna just like masturbate and record myself like just on audio and he said to me he's like I don't need I don't need video he's like I just want to hear it and so I did, and I was like, I have I felt a visual like, of like if you had a tiny mic, <laughs> holding it up. God damn it! You're vibrating. Oh yeah. <laughs> you put the mic down by the vibrator. <laughs> Should have gotten a tiny mic. God damn it! For the future, I'll have to remember that. That's so fucking funny. No, but I, I recorded it and I said his name, which he really loved. Hell yeah! And then I waited. To I'm s- having flashbacks to my sexting days. I, it's she fun. was so young. That was like a year ago. I was jealous of you when you were doing that because I never, I never sexted. Oh my god! It's so it like it is so hot when they say your name. It that, is. That is such a good move. Oh my god! Wait, did he did he return uh, the favor? Okay, so no. So listen to this. So <gasps> oh <my> I. <laughs> I waited. I held on to it all day until he was about to stream. And then I waited because he waits a few minutes after he goes live for people to join. And he's like muted and there's music playing and there's a countdown. So when there was five minutes left, I sent it to him. And I watched him listen to it (laughs) on stream. And his face was like, (laughs) eyebrows were raised and he was like, holy shit and then he ducked out of frame for a sec and then ducked back up and then I had a voice note from him I know but it was just like it felt so I feel like what I struggle with with this kind of shit is feeling like if they leave then I've like given them this thing and like they leave with it and this feels different if he were to stop talking to me tomorrow it would fucking suck it would hurt but like I wouldn't be like but I gave you this like you know because that was my choice it was my decision to send it and it felt so liberating doing that same with like the the specific thirst traps I'm like fuck yeah like this is my 
this exists now in the world and I don't give a fuck. And like, I mm-hmm. love that. And I think it, a lot of this has to do with the podcast. That's also such a good point too, though. Like thinking about when you get to a point where you are enthusiastically consenting to like have this kind of like sexual dynamic online. Yeah. It is very hot. It's so hot because you can't actually have sex with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. And also, um, like, knowing that you trust them enough to not violate that. Yeah. And um, when they are also asking for if it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just such a hot combination. It really is. And he's adult. It shows. Like, he's very... He's he's mature. Yeah. And he's been through it. Mature. (laughs) Mature. Do you had a sexy experience that we haven't talked about in a long time. Are you comfortable talking about it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a year ago. So, I wanted to ask, because we were talking about how it feels more powerful to know that it was your choice, but mm-hmm. I also know that you left that feeling kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, betrayed, because he kind of, like, dipped kind of quick out of nowhere. Did you feel like a part of that pain was because you had like these intimate experiences with him um I think there were there's a combination of things Mm -hmm. because as we all know I moved on pretty quickly yeah you did you were (laughs) fine you came out fine but it Um, hurt in the moment yeah I was definitely bummed I was bummed with how he handled it yes because like there was always something in my mind that was like and also when I think about it like he did give me a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and I wasn't interpreting it as that much because I didn't know him in real life. I only knew him online. Right. Which is fucking weird, but that's, it's the future. (laughs) It really is. And that was at the beginning of the pandemic too. So like options had never been slimmer. (laughs) And also I think it, a big part of it just had to do with, um, like being very like, in a lonely and vulnerable place because of the pandemic. Like when I think about how crazy I was too, (laughs) I'm saying I was crazy and I'm sure, and that is in comparison to how like I feel now in my relationship, which is pretty confident and laid back. But I would like go to his Twitter account if he hadn't texted me or messaged me. I go to his Twitter account to see if he had liked tweets. Fuck. I, I do that shit. Not anymore. But like I've done that shit uh-huh. in so many instances. And then now it's such I'm a chaotic like, feeling. Now if my boyfriend doesn't text me for like eight to 12 hours, I'm like, well, it's a pretty busy day and we're both tired. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play video games later. So that is such a reflection of your inner peace. Uh huh. When you just oh like, God. well, it took me a long time to get of here. Course. And even now, like just saying like how I feel about something makes me anxious, but <laughs> you're getting there. That's like everything, huge growth. There's my therapist told me I've made a lot of um, strides. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's like an elite compliment from a therapist. <laughs> it's so true. Holy I'm like, fuck. she's like, you're doing really good work. And I'm like, what do you mean it? Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Oh but um, I mean, I think that it it hurt because I hadn't been excited about someone in a long time. Yeah. And I like I do think that he is, like, a very cool person. Mm-hmm. I think he um, might I, – I also got to make him what I want him, wanted him to be a little bit in my head. Yeah. Um, 
I think if we met in real life, we probably wouldn't get along. <laughs> I think so too. I agree with that. I think I just also think I'm like older than him and it wouldn't have worked because he seems chaotic, but <laughs> yeah, I think he would have gotten all the way on your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> I would like see some I of the stuff that he would say publicly so. and I'd be like, oh, that, was huh, that was a bold move. You're above this. But, um, I think, yeah, I think part of it hurt because like he just wasn't upfront with me that he was starting to date someone. And that, like, I partially anticipated that. I was like, yeah, right. I'm hooking up with other people here. Like, yeah. He just got shady about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, just, you know, tell, tell me. me. <laughs> That's not too much to ask. It's really not. But I would say for his age and who he is in general, he did pretty well. He yeah. did a lot better than most guys handle things. And when I went to him and told him that he hurt my feelings by how he handled it, he even handled that pretty well. Yeah, he took responsibility I, yeah, for it. I was, was impressed. Like, he was like, totally. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying. I also could foresee if he listened to the podcast and he was like, oh, I don't really like that you talked about me. Yeah. And then like not really want to talk to me even as friends after that. But even before you guys stopped, because you really didn't dive into it until he stopped talking to you. You like mm-hmm. mentioned him briefly. But That's like, true. You know, he could have just said that if that was an issue, but yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. I mean, he like loves attention too. You can tell. Um, but anyway, but that's the last petty thing I'll say also, about him. I mean, now he like he has a girlfriend and they've been together for a while now. And like, if I were in her position and my boyfriend was talking to a girl he used to like sext and send nudes to, just as friends, I would be like, this is uncomfortable for me, and I don't like it. Yeah. So I could totally see why he's like, yeah, I don't really want to like be your friend. Right. I could totally get that. (laughs) Because he has a girlfriend that he's very in love with. Yep. And that's very responsible of him. Yeah. It's respectful. And I respect that. Yeah. So we got a letter from a listener. (laughs) We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. Um, But she said uh, she listened to our body hair episode. Okay. But she said body hair positivity for the win but if you like to shave as a personal preference try dollar shave club hashtag not sponsored over here um but uh gender neutral high quality razors via monthly subscription amazing um this listener has been using them for years and try trimmers for your pubes that's actually what i've been doing lately i put a little like like a trimmer like head thing (laughs) on my um epilator and i just buzz through it so it's not all the way gone so it won't be super painful when i use my epilator again but it makes it really that's short. amazing yeah. um dollar shave club and then she also said a very nice thing um p.s love your podcast i've used each episode to prompt a different conversation about sex slash body positivity with my boyfriend and he's already very open so it's assisted in even more in-depth conversations which has been great (laughs) specifically sex as a goal-oriented task as he has feelings of inadequacy when i'm not able to come um, we've been working on it, but this podcast really helped. Shut up. I We love hearing stuff like that. That is like, the best. The, I mean, the point of this is to, like, include everyone in conversations and, like, inspire, like, feeling <laughs> comfortable having these conversations with other people in your lives. I'm feeling emotional about that. I, I feel know. like crying. <laughs> that's so, that's, thank you it's for very, sharing that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, and then, uh, 
Uh, she also said, thank you both for opening up a forum for this kind of conversation. You all sound like my best friend. And, and I, when we talk about these things, <laughs> you're creating a really healthy space. Badass as hell. Oh, <laughs> My heart. Wait, seriously. My soul. I'm like actually tearing up. I that fucking means so much. It that really means, does. We put so much of our heart into this, and like we, mm-hmm. it means so much to us. So for us to know that it means so much to other people, like that goes such a long way. Because because it is really like weird. Yeah. To be so open about our sex lives. Yeah. But the importance of like helping other people feel more comfortable to talk about these kinds of things so they can have better relationships and like more intimate even or even just like funny conversations about sex like like dating and sex is hilarious yes it's objectively funny Mm -hmm. and weird and we all have some fucking weird experience and being open about it is like it just feels so good to be honest yeah (laughs) It really does. I do want to read a message that we got a few days ago in regards to our Consent is My Kink series. Mm -hmm. I really liked what this guy had to say. It was very interesting. But he said, new fan of the podcast and the last two have left me somewhat angry and frightened. And this is before we released our episode with our friend Madison. So um, this is specifically about Consent is My Kink. Um, I used to be very... Uh, I used to be very into the clubbing and bar scenes, and I was the guy that protected women, both friends and strangers alike. I had a list of taxi drivers I trusted and assisted in getting drunk girls home safe, even to the point I was once attacked by a group of men who got upset with me for putting one woman into a taxi instead of letting her go home with them. Wow. Big respect. Yeah. Prior to that, my best friend and I used to teach self-defense to women who had been in a domestic violent relationship wow um i'm angry that some men are still raised in environments where they are taught and encouraged to disrespect and objectify women i'm now frightened because i um i now have two daughters of my own and fear for their future safety i can teach them to be safe and how to protect themselves each each other and others but i shouldn't need to please keep up the good work with the podcast wow wow so that's the kind of stuff that it's like it keeps it keeps our spirits alive that there are men out there that gain nothing from helping their female friends out and still put themselves into positions to be attacked by other men because that's that's an argument that i hear a lot like well we don't want to get attacked it's like okay um my our he's like kind of a childhood friend he's like a I grew up in the same neighborhood as him and he's a few years younger than me um but he's an emt now Mm. and homie has gains <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. A, he is um a short king and very muscular hell yeah um but he uh was at a bar in las vegas and it's called parkway tavern i'm sure it, you vegas listeners have heard of it <laughs> and are cringing <laughs> oh no um but it's called parkway tavern and he was out with some friends and a girl there was just like incoherent and very drunk and this group of guys were trying to like take her with them to like take her home and he was like uh do you know this girl because I think he knew her from like high school or something he's like they were like do you know this girl and um this group of guys was like hey fuck off mind your own business and he was like okay 
what's her name? And then they didn't know her name. And he was like, she's not going home with you. And he, him and his friends fought these fucking guys <laughs> and got this girl home. Like, fuck. Got her in yes. And um, I also recently saw a tweet where um, someone was at a, a club and, or maybe a bar, whatever. They're the same thing at some place, a club and a bar. And um, a woman told the bartender, I saw that guy put something in that girl's drink. And uh, the bartender told someone at the club and then they turned on all the lights, <gasps> turned off the music and said, someone in this club has been, their drink has been, uh, something was put in it. <sighs> so all of the ladies can return their drinks and get a new one for free. <laughs> and the music stayed off and the lights stayed on and everyone continued to have a good time because like no one was mad that they were taking care of each other. Like, and that. I just have chills all over my body. It's just like, that should just be the expectation. It should. It should. That is, um, I want to know what that bar is and I want to go and I want to blow all my money at that bar. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) You don't need to sponsor us. We will sponsor you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're we're renaming this podcast after your bar. No more the holy hour. It's now fucking... But uh, Jerry's, I don't know. (laughs) Like, this is the reason that we like, you know, have this two part series because we want to continue these conversations and also shine a light on like positive things that people are doing to one, continue the conversation and two, like, you know, at least help us chip away at this big looming problem. Yes, absolutely. Um, Should we find a sex fact? Oh, yeah. I forgot we do that. Me too. We haven't done a. A regular episode in... It's too long. Very long time. Um, Sex fact of the week. That was beautiful. That Thank felt you. That felt like more Aww. like sensual yeah, than normal. Yeah, it was a little sensual. Um, sex fact... Okay, health.com. I feel like we've used this before. The average sex session goes for 100 to 500 thrusts. Interesting. Ever been in the middle of a booty session and thought, hmm, I wonder how many thrusts that was? Yeah, neither have we, but apparently someone has because researchers took the time to calculate that intercourse typically lasts 100 to 500 thrusts, according to a report in the journal Royal Society Open Science. So if that's how long sex lasts in thrusts, how long does it go for in minutes? A 2017 survey of... I think we've covered minutes before. We have, but it's different. It's a different number. Oh, okay. Okay. A 2017 survey of 3,836 people conducted by UK-based dating site SaucyDates.com, we're going to have to check that out, found that couples in the United States stay in the game for about 17 minutes and 5 seconds. 17.05. Beautiful. Wow. (laughs) We're just, this is becoming a musical podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just intercourse, not foreplay. We heard seven minutes. The last source was seven minutes. Yeah. Wow. And and that was just penetrative sex yeah. and not foreplay. Yeah. So 17 minutes penetrative? Yeah. Huh. That feels like, well. <laughs> we're both both of like us are like staring into space. <laughs> like, huh. Do I have sex for 17 mm-hmm. minutes? It depends on what I'm doing. I've been wearing my Apple Watch during sex, so I get the points. That's so smart. We get to sing to you this week. It's been a long time. We love you, our children. Wow. 
I don't this know is, what we're doing. This is evolved. Yeah. Um, I don't email know us for the best. Yeah. Holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Add yeah. us at the Holy Hour Twitter, Instagram, everything. Hit hit us up whenever you whenever you feel like it. Well, we're out of practice with these outros. <laughs> we're rusty. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.